Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 211. Today's Thursday, April 6th, 2023. So if you guys are listening on Spotify and you're not following Elijah Fire Podcast on Spotify yet, go ahead and hit that follow button. That'll really help us out. And then, of course, if you're listening on the app, uh, you can rate us, give us an honest review. Wherever you guys are listening to this, we just appreciate the reviews. Um, thank you very much. Also, um, anytime you guys donate to ElijahFire.com slash donate, uh, we take a portion of every single donation, even if it's five bones, and we funnel it into our uh, water well efforts over in Uganda and beyond. So we're going to play a quick well spot, and then we're going to get this ball rolling. And again, ElijahFire.com slash donate is how you guys can donate. If you guys are more of a mail-in, uh, there's a uh, mailing address that we play at the end. It's at the end of that spot. It's also at the end of the every single episode, but it is also in the description under follow us. Way at the bottom, you'll see it, the mailing address. So thank you guys so much for your generosity. All right. Uh, today is kind of a special occasion as well as having my guest on, but also a friend of the show uh, who subs for me um, when I'm not here, which hasn't been very much lately. Uh, it is Andrea Hobart's birthday. Woo! That's April 6th. For those not listening on April 6th, it is Andrea's birthday. So if you guys haven't ventured over to her social media accounts to wish her a happy birthday, go ahead and do that because we love her and we want to show her some love and support. We really appreciate her. So, uh, all right. Uh, today's guest, a lot of you guys know who she is. She's a prophetic voice, but she is also the uh, author of a very adorable children's book series called Ambitious Abby. Ambitious Abby. Ambitious Abby takes the lead, which is part two, coming back with a vengeance. And then the third installment of many, Ambitious Abby tries again. And what I learned is that these books, when all put together, are going to form a rainbow. So very cool, very exciting things planned. In the ambitious Abbey verse, you know we're all about uh, cinematic universes right now, shared universes. The the ambitious Abbey verse, we're gonna call it that. Uh, so um, she's gonna talk a little bit about that, but many other things. Let's give it up for my guest today, Abby Duplaga. Hi, Abby. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You are putting together an Ambitious Abbey cookbook. Is that is that true? Yes, it's a baking book, which baking can then book. be maybe followed by a cookbook. So, mm. um, but yes, the baking book goes, you know, the first book is about, she goes to the bakery with her mom and there's so many kids connecting with that book because they love spending time in the kitchen or, uh -huh. you know, so that had this whole idea to then do a baking book. So I'll be putting that out this summer. Awesome. Very exciting. Do you have an ETA on what month or just kind of generalized? June, summer? end of June. Awesome. That's Very exciting. Very exciting. All right. With so an Abby, apron and a spatula and some cookie cutters. It's going to be like a whole little set. For too. real? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, my niece, she loves to bake and I know she'll love it. She'll love that book. So yeah, I'm as well, many, many kids. So, awesome. um, all right, Abby, what? What are we going to be talking about today? 
Okay, goodness. I, I'm praying before I got on thinking, Lord, just help me to get all of this straight. Oh, yeah. You know how so much is happening in your head and you're just like, let me get this, you know, out the way that you're showing yeah. it to me. But all we as need I, is a seed. All we need is a conversation seed, Abby, and we'll be good to Amen. go. Yeah. Okay. So I was walking the other day and the Lord just kept bringing this phrase to me, monuments of glory. Okay. Over and over again. I'm like, Lord, what is this? And, you know, I, a lot of us are feeling the shift in the spirit. And then I'm thinking about like the time of the year that we're in. We all know that God has appointed festivals and times and that they're very high holy times. And uh, so it kind of started to spark this whole sitting with the Lord and understanding the time that we're in based on also the shift that I was feeling. And then this whole phrase monuments of glory. And as I was sitting with him, he started to open up what he was revealing. Hmm. so our lives are to be monuments of god's glory mm -hmm. so i was at a uh, conference not too long ago um i think it was in march march yes and there was a speaker there and he was talking about this amazing revelation that he had and it it just kept sticking with me that jesus revealed the father you know how he says if you've seen me you've seen my father mm -hmm. yep. uh and then the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus, testimony of Jesus is spirit of prophecy. And then we, the body, reveal the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So God's power is made known through throughout human existence through what he's revealing through our lives and how he performs miracles and how he reveals himself through us, his body. And so that really just has stuck with me and I haven't, it just like has not released. And so that's when this whole when you said monuments of glory, I was I was like, wow, that goes exactly with what you were showing me there. It all ties together. So our lives are to draw people to the Lord through just the way that we're walking, the way that God is working through our lives and the way that he's revealing himself. Mm -hmm. And so in all of the different things that we endure, that it's shaping our character, it's helping us to grow more like Christ. But we are enduring these things because there are so many salvations and people connected to it because as they see what God's doing, it's a monument of his glory. Our, our lives is like, a, our lives are like a stage. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So he, mm -hmm. he basically uses us as his body to reveal himself and he doesn't have to, but he does. And it's super amazing when you get to be uh, somebody who God is working through or revealing his, his self through. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And something I was thinking about is like a good scripture for, um, you know, the fact that uh, the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus. Paul Paul prays for us, and I pray it a lot on the show too, just quoting that scripture. Um, it's in Ephesians. And Paul says he prays for the wisdom, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yes. Um, that's the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal. He's going to bring wisdom. He's going to reveal. He's going to reveal Jesus to us. So, um, and that's where the source of revelation comes from is, is the Holy spirit revealing that stuff to us. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, sorry, I'm kind of just thinking out loud here about monuments of glory. I do think it's important. Like, look, like, okay. How's this going to come out? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this like total outward processor thing where I kind of just dumped the whole box of Legos out and then sort through them. Um, but just the whole idea of like, 
being a monument of God's glory, I think sometimes we can fall into temptation of like that. We can idealize what that looks like because wherever you're at, whatever stage you're at in your walk with the Lord, you can be used to glorify God. You can be used for his glory regardless. Like you don't have to have a degree. You don't have to like be majoring in this thing or that thing. It's your yes to God that he can use you for his glory. Mm -hmm. So, um, Abby, do you have any, any stories that come to mind? Well, and that's what I want to encourage the audience and touch upon because it's, what does he say? He uses the foolish things to confound the wise. Yeah. So the more disadvantaged you may appear, or the, the more impossible, and we'll get into that, the more impossible a situation, all of these things are, are to your advantage when it comes to the kingdom because it's backwards. Mm. Because the greater our weakness, the more his power can be made known. And so I just I, this whole thing, I just wanted to get on here to encourage people that are going through the process, going through maybe waiting on a promise, just different places you find yourselves. Know that we are living epistles. For the heart of God, like we are monuments of his mm-hmm. glory and whatever he's making you walk through or that you're contending for, it's all for the purpose of his glory to be revealed. There's way yeah. more connected to it than just the miracle or you receiving the blessing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's multi-layered because God's going to draw people to himself into yeah. a deeper place of relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, one thing that I want to point out to people is we do talk a lot about encouraging people. Um, and I think that that is man, especially in like just the, the amount of pressures that the world sends our way, you know, through the, through the works of Satan and his demons, there is, I know what it's like to be going through something and you may feel turbocharged for 24 hours. You're like, man, I feel so encouraged after talking to that person. And then you wake up the next morning and all of a sudden you're met with more discouragement. So I know what that's like, especially right now with the season that we're in, which God is doing a lot of amazing things, but we also do need to be encouraged and edified, you know, and like Abby was talking about, of, of, of encouraging people that might be in a rough spot or, or waiting for breakthrough, contending for breakthrough, standing on a promise. That stuff constantly needs to be talked about within the body of Christ, um, mm-hmm. among all the other things, because we need that encouragement. Like I said, 24 hours from now or 24 hours, maybe yesterday's episode really encouraged you and you're like back in it again. And you're like, oh, my goodness. So that's why I I, I just that's just I think that's one of my big messages too. Abby is just bringing hope and encouragement to people. Yeah, because it's so important. Um, well, and this and just, walk is very hard. So, I yeah. mean, you know, and it's like, when, especially when you're used of God, like you're going to go through processing, oh, yeah. there's pressure, there's all these things. And, you know, it's easy to talk about the high places, the mountaintop moments, but <sighs> the, the reality is we have to walk through the valleys as well. Mm-hmm. The transformation yep. and the stretching happens in the valley and it's hard you really have human real emotions and feelings as you're going through these places. And it's, you know, you're trying to stay encouraged through faith, but that's what we have the word for. And it's, that's what encourages me so much about this. And when I share some of the stuff that God revealed through this, I'm praying that this would encourage the audience today because it's just those 
nuggets of revelation of his character, his nature mm -hmm. that really can, you can like stand on in such a solid way to give you more hope and encouragement to go forward when you're running this race. I remember Paul said, throw off, or not Paul, it was just in Hebrews, whoever wrote Hebrews, some say Paul, but um, mm -hmm. right, throw off every wound that's hindering you and throw off your unbelief because that's the only way you can run this marathon race with determination and passion that's been set out for you since before the beginning of time. So we have to, you know, get healing, throw off the wounds that are skewing our sight. Yeah. But one of the main things we have to throw off is our unbelief. And a lot of the times God will take us through these processes where he gives us a promise and it's a seed. Everything's a seed. And think about it. When, it's, when a seed is in the ground and it has to grow, it's breaking, it's cracking, it's taking a completely different form. But it's in the dark until it grows and then you see it. So if you get a promise from the Lord, it's, there's a process you're going to go through where it looks completely opposite of what he said. Yep. But no, me knowing God's character by reading the word is what encourages me to say, okay, this is his nature. This, this is mm. normal, you know, but if you don't realize that and you're not building yourself up in that way to, to take this truth in, to see that you would be very discouraged as you keep continue to walk and you're contending for something. So I, you know, I don't know if, um, I even went off on a tangent there, but I just wanted to kind of share that that's what you feel like when you're in this process, like have that faith, because if you just have that mustard seed of faith, like God is going to do what he said he's going to do, but yeah. he's building your faith and your strength on this journey for this endurance of what he's doing. Yeah. So is, is, uh, is it Hebrews 12 that you were, uh, yeah. Hebrews chapter 12 says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us in the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing yeah. our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Yes. Is that the yes. one? Yeah. yeah and one. so I was reading in the Passion and it says we must let go of every wound right. that's pierced us, which I thought was like, whoa, that makes so much sense. Like all mm -hmm. the hurt, anything you've been through, you know, just yeah. makes, wow, it just really opened it up even more to me. Like You really yeah. do have to throw those things off because they hinder your walk. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's also yeah. like, I think sometimes too, we can, we can unknowingly uh, engage in things that actually are feeding that wound within us. Um, mm -hmm. And it can be even, I know I talk a lot about this guys, but like, man, be mindful about what you watch and what you listen to and, and really allow the spirit. You don't need, sometimes I don't even need to know the why I just hear a no or Hey, whatever you or put on some music and God will be like, stop listening to that and i'll be mm -hmm. like sir yes sir and <laughs> and then i'll realize and then i'll like and then he'll highlight something else for me to put on instead or he'll be like hey i want to meet you i want to meet you in the word uh open up yeah. your bible or you know whatever um and just being uh listening to that and i think just not being bogged down by um what other people are doing and modeling or so, well, it's okay for so-and-so and not so-and-so. And actually to line up with that, um, what was interesting is, um, I was, you know, I'm reading through the gospels right now and I started Luke and, um, John the Baptist to his father, Zechariah had very specific instructions on what his son was to do. He's like, he is not to touch alcohol. He's not to touch wine. Jesus drank wine. So you can look at it and go, he could get that revelation and go, 
Zechariah and go, okay, he said, John is not to touch wine. Ergo, that means that everybody's not supposed to touch wine. And so I'm going to reinforce this and I'm going to enforce this, this, whatever it is. And you can take wine mm-hmm. and you can put it with anything you want right? in, in, in this analogy. But Jesus did not have that same conviction. The son of God did not have that same conviction. And so it's interesting. Um, it's just interesting to see that, that, um, so it's, it's important to not allow ourselves to be with those around us to not be influenced by like, okay, well, all of them. And you could like, I've been in situations where I've had a conviction about something, but no one else did when I was a young Christian. And so I just let things into my life. Um, and some of those things fed those wounds, which is, I'm bringing this back full circle to what I was originally talking about. Yeah. But, um, I think it's really important to, to be mindful of the conversations we're holding and all those things, because the goal is sanctification and the goal is to allow Jesus to take all of us. Mm-hmm. When, sometimes when we say yes to Jesus, we don't fully understand that. I would say most of us don't fully understand that. I didn't. Um, my heart's desire was to serve God. And I remember um, very fervent prayers when I was a young believer um, of saying, I am yours and not fully understanding the the magnitude of that. But but God honors those prayers and he's, he, he walks us through that process. And I think it's important to not hold on to the things around us, realizing yeah. that those things don't really matter. So, um, yeah. well, and it's for our protection. So it's not because God is trying to punish us or keep us from things, you know, it's, it's that it's if he knows, mean. yeah, like say for instance, you are struggling with loneliness and and you're over here watching like romantic Hallmark movies and God's like, stop that. You know, like you're yeah. feeding the wound. I'm trying to heal you and deliver you from something and show you that all you need is me come feast on me and I'll be everything you need. And that, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. but for some people it might be okay, but, but that's why, that's why I love the uniqueness of every relationship with Jesus. Like not every marriage looks the same. Right. I, and so every relationship with Jesus is unique. It's yours. It's special. It's so, you know, that's, what's cool about the relational aspect of him is that he's going to guide and direct you and convict you and order your steps. And that's what yeah. makes the relationship with him so fun because mm-hmm. it's so real. Yeah, absolutely. And I just kind of want to hit on that uh, romantic comedy thing. Um, not to pick on those that love them. Um, and I, admittedly i do <laughs> admittedly i do enjoy chick flicks uh, and i think it's because i grew up with a sister yeah. um and so yeah uh but but well okay let me rephrase that so i enjoy some chick flicks um but i think when you when you fill yourself let's use the romantic comedy thing if you're struggling with loneliness you're living single and you're really um you find yourself perpetually getting bummed that you don't you're not meeting that that someone um filling your your world with romantic comedies actually is not going to help you because it does a couple of things it feeds that loneliness or feed it feeds that feeling of loneliness um and uh hopelessness and despair can creep in but it also can paint on and i've seen this it can paint unrealistic relationship expectations and that's another thing. I mean, it's just like, I mean, you hit a zinger right there, Abby, and I'm, I'm, I'm pouncing on it. Um, but Didn't even I just, plan to go in this direction no, at all. But it is really important. And, and uh, I think 
I'm not condemning all romantic comedies and stuff like that, but I just think it's important to pay attention to the motives behind the why, whatever you're doing. Why are you picking up that video game controller to play video games right now? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Um, why are you watching that movie? Why are you engaging in that conversation? Why are you clicking on that article on social media right now? What, t- what are you, are you feeding something? Are you feeding your flesh in that moment? Why are you watching that romantic comedy? And it's important to know why we're doing that because the only solution to whatever that, if you're doing it to feed something that you feel is lacking in you, the only thing that will feed that is Jesus. Amen. It's the only thing that will feed it. And, um, and obviously I'm not condemning entertainment. I'm called, I feel called to the arts and entertainment industry, you know, uh, but um, I just think it's important to know the why behind why we're doing it. And sometimes it's like, I just want to have fun. Jesus wants that, you know, like I just, you know, and, and that's cool, you know, but mm-hmm. just really paying attention to the why behind what we do is really important. That's so, that was so good. I love that you shared that because that's the same thing. If you think about anything that you're doing as a temporal pleasure, any behavior that's happening or that you're partnering with, um, why are you doing it? Because there's something inside that's not complete in Christ, or there's something that needs healed or or delivered. You know what I'm saying? So that's, oh my goodness, that's so good. Yeah. Well, and just to be transparent, like that's been the season I've been in. Um, it's just God really um, taking certain things to the next level with me um, and things that I was cool with doing more of, I'm not right now. Um, and my hunger for the word has greatly increased in this season. And and for me, it's like I, I'm always in the word, but it kind of ebbs and flows where like there's certain things that God is really trying to instill in me. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh man, it's like, have you ever had some like food that's so good that like you just can't get enough of it? You're like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, this is just one more bite. That's the way, it, the way it's been reading the word right now, where it's just like, just one more, just one more chapter, one more page, five more minutes. Okay. Five more minutes, you know? Um, and, and just really analyzing everything that I've been doing lately. I've been stopping going, okay, why are you doing this? Why? And it's mm-hmm. not sin. I'm not sinning. I'm, I'm just... I'm going, you know, it could be a game or it could be a, a movie or a, I want to pick up another book and read it. I'm like, why are you doing that? Why, why are you doing that right now? Are you doing that? And it's, it, it, I, I'm not condemning. I don't condemn myself. I just like, I just, I'm constantly doing heart checks of like, dude, yeah. if it's, if you're feeling like, if, if you're feeling lacking in something and that's why you're doing this thing right now, go to G, go bust out the word, spend time yeah. in, in the word, spend time with Jesus. And that's just the season I've been in right now. I know there's a lot of other people that are in that season right now too, you know, but yeah. And I'm with you because it ebbs and flows for me. And I feel like right now, and that's been my prayer, like, Lord, let me hunger and thirst for Mm -hmm. your righteousness, for your word. Like, I I just want, let me know more, like just not for anyone else, but I want to know more. So it just gives me, like I said, it gives you even more encouragement and hope to understand his nature and his character. It's all there. And it helps you to walk through this daily life to understand why you're maybe going through certain things or experiencing mm-hmm. certain things. Like there's so much clarity that comes from the truth yep. of God's word. Come and on. it's 
you know, it, once you start to get into it, you just can't stop. Like you yep. said, it's like a meal and you're like, what? And then you just get taken to this scripture and then that one and the next that. And you're like, this is so great, like incredibly crazy. Like mm. Holy Spirit's amazing how this all connects. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, you know, like we talked about, we called this episode Monuments of Glory. You talked about that right at the opening of the show. And I think sometimes, again, we can look at something like that. And yes, like I said earlier, we can idealize it or work up some unrealistic ideal. But then sometimes we can just get overwhelmed by the amount of work that needs to be done in us, you know, right. and realizing like, no, it's today. Like that's you're going to take care of that end product, the end goal or what Jeff is going to look like, uh, you know, five months from now. My mm -hmm. my duty is to seek your face. My duty is to do what's in front of me today. Amen. That's my duty. And to yield to the spirit, be sensitive to the spirit and allow that process of conformity to the image of Christ. That's our job mm -hmm. um, is to seek his face and, uh, and yield to the spirit and Amen. allow his work in us. God's going to take care of making his monuments to his glory. Mm -hmm. He's going to take care of that. We don't have yeah. to. The only thing we have to do is just say yes to today and what God has for us. And that's the whole point. So it's not something we're trying to strive for, you guys. Right. This is just, it's a simple yes. Like the moment I said yes to God, the, the transformation that happens from being in the world and out partying and being all about money and status and all this stuff that happened to me, and then I completely get transformed. God yanks my heart breaks it open. And now I'm serving his kingdom and I'm with kids and doing something I never would have thought that is a monument for God's glory mm -hmm. because they're seeing darkness to light. It's a visible life where I knew her then I see her now. And the thing that happened in between was him. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, mm -hmm. so you're just, you're continuing to walk like your life. Like I said, it's a living epistle. You don't even need to sometimes say a word. All you have to do is allow God's spirit to work through you. And, and mm -hmm. the thing that I want to encourage you guys too is like Jeff said, it's a process. This is a lifelong. That's why the writer of Hebrews says it's a, it's a life's marathon. Anyone that knows a marathon race is, is a very long 26 mile race. You know, that's the long, you got to persevere and endure through that thing. Word. And so, you know, God is going to continue to grow us and change us and mold us and to be kind to yourself because you're in process. When I think of like mm -hmm. six years ago, like God has literally pulled back onions and every season he's like, okay, let's get this off of you. Let's get that off of you. Like uh, I'm going to highlight and really reveal this to you by putting you in scenarios. that's going to real reveal this, this in your heart. Like he's, he's not doing it all at once. So it's like overwhelming, but he takes you through this beautiful process. And before you know it, you're like, wow, who in the world am I? You, yeah. you get off everything that's on you that wasn't really you and the real mm -hmm. you that he wants to reveal to you that you are comes out. It's like yeah. you're a diamond and you have different facets, but he has to take you through a process for it to be refined. Yeah. Well, you know? Abby, would you, would you, uh, would you agree that and with your life specifically, you know, like you, you mentioned all those things that you did before coming to Jesus and, you know, now that you're doing the things you're doing with ambitious Abby and kicking it with the kiddos and doing all that cool stuff. Um, would you, do you feel like it was, it's something that the, obviously there was, you didn't see yourself doing it, but it, 
it's fulfilling something that you're like, yeah, I'm, I, this is, this is, this is what I was looking for. Like this purpose, this sense of purpose. I'm just curious. You know, what's so funny. Like lately, I feel like I'm so full of joy. I mean, people call me a joy bug anyways, that are like I'm around joy bug. Um, and my name actually means joy. Like the father rejoices, Abby, oh, awesome. Abigail, you know? Um, so I'm like, it is fitting, but I feel like I'm just dancing around my house constantly, like just in awe of the Lord, because being with children, writing children's books, like none of this was even on my radar. And now that he put me into, like, literally, I told you, I know I mentioned on the show before, when I left my career, I never even had one book written was like, I'm just gonna go write some children's books. Like, I had no idea where, where I was going with it, like how to even do what. And now that I'm in it, and I'm like, Lord, my fourth book is in production. I'm going to all these schools. I'm getting to see the the fruit and the feedback from the kids and from the parents and the teachers. And I'm I'm just rejoicing for every day because I have so much purpose, so much fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I, I was just like, I can never, never even imagine that I would feel this way, that I would have so much joy and so much peace and so much fulfillment doing something that that's a fraction of what the world would say I was doing, you know? But to me, it's like everything. Yeah. It's just being in the center of God's will. There's nothing mm. like it. When you know you're yeah. doing exactly what God's called you to do and why you're even put on this earth and you're aligned with that thing, it's there is a feeling and a blessing that comes from it that just is priceless. Mm. Yeah. Come on. So cool. Love it. And that's why I'm passionate about people finding their purpose. Well, because, because we hold we yeah. hold on to these things that we're like, no, this is it. This is the thing. And God's like, I got, I got something, I got something better. You ever see that meme? It, you just reminded me. And I just wrote a, wrote a quote today. Sometimes God adds to your life by subtracting. Hmm. And if, if you're holding on to something and he's telling you, let go, let go trust. Like, have you seen that meme where he has, um, a big teddy bear behind his back, like Jesus with a little girl uh-huh. and she's yeah. holding a teddy bear too in front of her. And it's small. It's like a fraction of the size. And she's like, but I love it. And I don't want to let it go. And he's like, if you only knew what I actually had for you. And that's that faith, you guys, that I wanted to just like really instill today. I feel like God has given me a gift of faith for so many different instances and things that he's called me to do. And it's just like, I'm so all about faith because faith is what pleases God because how can you obtain the things that he's speaking or that are in the supernatural spiritual realm without the faith to lay hold of it and so that's why I'm so passionate about like just release what your human mind thinks because God is good his character and nature was revealed in the scriptures like he is not going to like make you release something without replacing it with something better and that's what he told me and reinforced when I was releasing my career. Like, I'm not going to have you lay this down. Yeah. It's not yeah, like, you're like, oh, no, I'm going to be poor. And I'm going to be like living yeah. in a van down by the river. And I'm going to be all these things, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. no, no. Right. And maybe there was a little bit of fear. Um, I know at that time you mentioned you were just like so hungry for God. And mm-hmm. it looked like irrational behavior to all yeah. the, your fellow accountants and all that stuff. But yeah, you went for it and ambitious. Oh, yeah. I was, was riding born. the crazy train in the world yeah. standards. But yeah, now I'm yeah. like, you know, 
but it was, it's like, you know, and I study all these, you know, Noah, it, God took me to the Hebrews 11 when I was going through that time. And you see all these great um, forefathers of our faith, like men and women. And it's like, they, they believed God and look what God did. And so I, I was thinking, I have nothing to lose by believing God, the creator of everything. I'm taking the risk. So I went for it. Yeah. Because I knew I would live my whole life wondering what if. Yeah, we don't want to be left with that. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because um, sometimes, man, it's like God's going to fulfill his word, but it, ta it takes courage to believe that word. And and it's not it's not just... There are times when, when you have a prophetic word and you're supposed to just be still and know that he is God and he's mm -hmm. going to do it in his way. But there also are times where it takes some courage to, to step into something. Mm -hmm. And we have that choice. God's right. not going to force you to do it. We have that choice to step into that. And then God's like, bam, 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 bam and then fulfills the rest of it, you know? But Amen. it's like that, that process of stepping forward in faith. Whew, man. Sometimes well, that's, that's like, like that. <laughs> sometimes it's intense. <laughs> but that's it, that many are called, few are chosen. Like God's yeah. called all of us. He's given us all destiny, but who is actually going to choose him back? Yeah. And who's going to go for it and step out in faith to believe God and allow yeah. him to work through your life and be a testimony, to be a monument for his glory. Yeah. Yep. So people, if you're listening to this on like um, one of our podcasts, you can jump over to any of our platforms and, and jump in. I'm just curious to see what, uh, you know, we've talked about a lot of what we've been going through in this season and what God's been having us do. I want to hear what you guys have been going through as well. Uh, let's let's uh, let's get a little interaction going. You guys can do it in the live chat with each other. Um, I just think it's really important to share that constant live feed, if we can use that term, of what God is doing in our lives and the transparency that that brings, the vulnerability that that brings. Um, yeah. So let us know. You can do it in the comments. You can do it in the live chat. Whatever. Um, engage with one another. So. Um, Abby, uh, I see a note in here about uh, the Hebrew month of, I don't know, Nissan. Nis okay, yeah, I don't know how, how to pronounce it. I think I say yeah. Nissan, like the car, yeah. but I don't know yeah. if that's right. We are sorry to any of the native Hebrew speakers uh, who know ancient Hebrew, or I don't know if it's ancient Hebrew, but regardless, we apologize for the mispronunciation. But yeah, talk about it. And you know how you were talking about just like being hungry? It's It's... This is something that's been highlighted to me, like learning the Hebrew culture. And, you know, it's just ever since going to Israel and then understanding like we're Gentiles, we're grafted in like G Jesus, the Lord, he talks about these feasts and you're noticing like they're high holy times. And so with all of that, I just feel like I'm, I'm always a person that loves to see patterns. And so I love to look at the scriptures to notice patterns. And when I started to look at this, this blew my mind, Jeff, and I can't wait to walk through this. Okay. Um, okay. So basically there's two. So I don't know if um, I'm just going to break it down, simplify it to for anyone who maybe doesn't know or is not familiar. So we hear of Rosh Hashanah, which is in the month of Tishri, which is mid-August to mid-September. And you hear a lot of people celebrating it because it's like the head of the new year. You know, that's like their happy new year for like what we celebrate in the States. Well, I learned that the reason that's the head of the year is because that's the head of the creation 
year, like when creation started. Interesting. And so right now we're at the head of the months of the year. And this is what God spoke in Exodus when he told Moses about having the Passover lambs to pass over the doorpost for everybody. Like, but yeah, so he spoke, I think it was Exodus. I wrote this down so we'd have it. Exodus 12, 12. He said, this month shall mark for you the beginning of the months. It shall be the first of the months of the year for you. So this is what Nisan is. It's mid-March to mid-April. And this is considered the first of the months. So basically the first of the months of the, re like the religious cycle of the year or the okay. uh, redemption cycle of the year. Interesting. I didn't know that so they had different like marks. You know, it's not like our, what a Gregorian calendar or whatever. Not, it's, what is ours called? Gregorian. No. Gregorian calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Where ours is just like, you know, January, January through December. And, mm -hmm. you know, I guess maybe it's marked by like seasons. Like this is winter, this is spring, mm -hmm. summer, fall. But yeah, interesting. Anyway, sorry. Which sorry. Adds to cut a little you off. extra layer of complexity because you're trying to like figure out the Lord and his times and his seasons. And you're, you know, when you're used to the Gregorian calendar and you're trying to make sense of all this, like it, it mm -hmm. really is all so amazing when you really break it down. And so I was going through and I was just seeing like what different things in the Bible, what, what testimonies of major events happen during this time of year, just in Nisan. This is, this is to encourage everyone that this is a time that God is moving very powerfully. It's a month of mighty miracles. Wow. It's a month of redemption. It's a month of new beginnings. And so, you know, from here on, like, it's very, very, um, I don't know if you felt the shift in the spirit, Jeff, but I just like keep feeling like something is happening. Something's coming. And it's, and I, I believe mm -hmm. this is why, cause I'm like sensing this before I even got into the gravity of this. So let's, let's just walk through this. So when you think about Exodus, or we think about the Exodus from Egypt, when Moses brought the Israelites out and they went through the Red Sea that happened in Nisan. That's why wow. the Passover is celebrated. And that's why Jesus had the last supper, which was the Seder meal right before he went to the cross. So we also know that Jesus was crucified, raised from the dead during the month of Nisan, because that was all during Passover. So there's two major events right there in the Bible that happened during the month of Nisan. Okay. So yeah. then I'm reading on and I'm like, okay, Noah. Okay. Remember when Noah and the flood came and then the, the ark actually, um, rested died. on the mountain. Yeah. Rested on the yeah. mountain on Mount Era in Turkey. Uh huh. Okay. That was during the month of Nisan. Wow. And it was like, you know, think about too, when I was talking about miracles or monuments for God's glory, like usually God, like a lot of the times, the more impossible your situation, the better. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but like I said, the kingdom's backwards. So be encouraged. If your situation looks even more impossible, then like it means that God's glory is like a greater measure of his glory can be revealed through it. So think about Noah, like he, he built this ark. It had never even rained. It says in Genesis 2, 5, for the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. So for him to make this ark for some flood that was going to come was like unheard of. So I'm, of course, they're thinking this guy's crazy town, but God 
had spoken to him. He knew what he knew and he was obedient. And look what happened. And so then when this ark parks on the rock, signifying it's the start of a new beginning, that was the same day or same month was the month of Nisan. Okay. Then we have Joshua. Joshua, so I was on the show a couple episodes ago and we were talking about Joshua and going to the promised land and I was talking about how it was the barley and the flax harvest. Well, the barley harvest happens right during Passover, the month of Nisan. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. So when Joshua was taking the Israelites into the promised land, it was during Nissan. Oh man. Isn't this powerful? Yeah. There's some pretty, pretty heavy hitter events going right? on this and month. So then, yeah. so then I'm sitting there and then the Lord literally was like, go to the book of Ruth. And so I'm reading the book of Ruth and her and Naomi, remember how they left Moab mm-hmm. and they went to Bethlehem. They arrive in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest during Passover. And you know how, the Old Testament always points to Jesus. So the story of Ruth and Boaz is literally Jesus being our kinsman redeemer, like Boaz mm-hmm. was heard. And so I just thought that was interesting that that whole entire account where Ruth is in his field working the barley uh, harvest is during Nisan, same time as Passover, totally in line with Jesus being, you know, it's just like when I saw that too, I was like, okay, Lord, you're really blowing my mind. And then Queen Esther and the whole process when they sent out that edict that they were going to kill the Jews and that whole thing was set into motion. And then she knew she was going to fast and, and go before the king. Um, that all began in Nissan as well on April 17th or Nissan 17th. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. So another deliverance, like think about the Moses and the Israelites, that's a deliverance from Egypt. That was, you know, Queen Esther with the Jews. So there's, so many amazing things that happened during this time. Um, yeah. And then Lazarus. Lazarus, Jesus, you know, prayed for Lazarus and he was resurrected from the dead. We all know the story of Lazarus. Well, scholars believe that happened just a couple weeks before Jesus did the same. So wow. it says from John 11 to 12, like six days later, after Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead, he was in um bethany celebrating the passover so all this is like a nissan wow dude i know so i keep uncovering these things and i'm just like so when i say the word is amazing and you can you can see patterns and understand like this is why we're feeling this way this is a very um amazing time where god historically as an appointed time has moved mighty and done many miracles yeah and it really does seem like a season for deliverance too i look at all of these different stories uh, within the bible and they're all god delivering people from um bad situations hopeless situations redeeming them in like big ways not just like okay yeah here's some here's some money here's some shekels no (laughs) i mean like jesus's resurrection like, <laughs> right. like that's a big one huge yeah um so. so that's what i wanted to share because i i just wanted people to understand 
the gravity of the time we're in, like mm. press into the Lord. Like if you've been contending for something, I just want you to get your faith and expectation high Yeah, yeah. because this is a time um, that God is known to move very mightily in the lives of his people. So mm. that's to encourage you. So, so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, I see in here, we also have notes about living sacrifices, which, you know, we, yeah. So sort of we're talking about monuments of glory, living sacrifices that kind of interweave, you know, right. talk and, about that. Yeah. And actually it goes with the examples that I had above that I wanted to kind of touch upon. So this is a great segue. So thinking about um, you being a monument of his glory in the meantime, when God gives you the promise, you know, we were talking about before, there's a time where that doesn't happen. Like there's a, there's a time where you're going through a process and he's building your faith. Maybe he's preparing you for that blessing so that when it comes, you can handle it, you know, and it, and handle the gravity of it. But there's a time where you're in the waiting and every believer, we have felt this. If we've ever received a promise from the Lord, we have felt this weight. Oh, yes. the weight. You know, we've talked about it before. Yeah. But whether people around you are cheering you on and encouraging you in faith, persecuting, privately rebuking you, saying, that you're crazy out of disbelief or because it's taken too long or out of fear or whatever that is, there's all of that going on around you. Every single person that knows that you're waiting and you're believing in the Lord, whether they're for you, against you, not sure. When that thing happens and comes to pass, like in that time, you feel like a living sacrifice because mm -hmm. you're laying your life down. You're laying the way that maybe the world would do it down. For instance, you're waiting, um, on a husband or a wife, and you're not going about it the same way that the world does. You're waiting on God. They're, they're looking at you like you're crazy. Why aren't you putting yourself out there? All this, all these things. And God's like, no, I have a process. You're hidden. I have a person, you know, mm -hmm. so there's this whole process, but anyone that could be watching that would think, you know, so you're really like a living sacrifice in this whole thing because you're believing the Lord, no matter what the naysayers think. And, and as that thing happens, when what God said actually comes to pass, the, the, the glory will be revealed. Mm -hmm. And everyone that witnessed to that, that knew about it, will know a greater dimension of God, a greater dimension of faith, and it will encourage them to want to go deeper themselves. Yep. Yeah. So and I actually yeah. love it. Yeah. So I actually have a story. Abby, I'm sure you might have a story or two as well. But, um, and I've shared it from a, this story from a different angle. I don't think of kind of, well, I'll just tell the story, but um, I, w my wife and I knew that we were going to go to Kona. This is like a year we had left missions. We were married for a year. We felt like we were supposed to take the year off, which was a side note, which was interesting because um, when Hebrew men got married, they were ordered to get off the front lines and take a year off and spend it with their wife. And I was like, well, that's cool cool little uh parallel there um but after our one year anniversary i remember we went to the park and we just sat and we just prayed and asked god and we both heard kona individually which is amazing when you can get like a dual confirmation you and another person mm -hmm. like that um and so uh we prayed and, the, and god said uh, we were like all right god we'll do whatever it takes we'll do whatever it takes it was gonna be like thousands of dollars to go to film school and art school and all that and um and god was like just just be still and know that i am god that's what he told us he's like be still and know that i'm god and i was like no 
problem god i got it i'm gonna be still and know that you were god it's so hard it's gonna be great so a couple <laughs> bye and same thing i'm just checking in checking in with god i'm like are you sure because we didn't see any motion right and you know people at this point are knowing more and more eyes are 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 on us right because um they know that we're gonna go and so they started asking questions like do you have the money yet we're like nay but God said to wait. And so we're going to wait. And um, months go by and still nothing. And I'm like, God, I'm going to look like an idiot if if you do not come through, which mm-hmm. a lot of times God likes us in that place. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, the yeah. other day I heard Bobby Connor talking about it and he was like, uh, there was an event he was going to put on and it, it was an invitation for God's glory. And it was all these like grumpy um, Baptists in the crowd and he's like oh he's like man god and he's like god's like you're gonna look pretty stupid if i don't show up and don't you forget it and then he proceeded <laughs> to do it i was like yeah man like that's so that's kind of the situation we were in and and so um the fall comes and you know my coworkers at trader joe's are asking me questions like do you have your tickets yet i remember it was a month before we were gonna leave and we didn't have it we did not have a time and um and i'm just like man and uh, at this point, my dad is watching us and, and you know, he's, um, you know, he, I think he would tell you he's had some, he's had some difficulty trusting the Lord in his life. Um, he's a believer, but he's had some difficulty trusting the Lord. Um, and I remember a, a buddy of mine pulled me aside and just got in my face and he was like, this is not of God. This is not right. What you're doing is not right. Whew, man. And it's like, when you have your wow. close friends saying things like that, it's tough, you know? And, um, and I remember just like Lauren and I, we, we couldn't budge from it. We're like, we know this is God, God, we know this is you, but we just, there's no time to, you know, the temptation to fundraise. It was like, we were beyond that point, right? Like we had to leave mm-hmm. in a month. And, and I remember we were going through a Bible study um, in Genesis at the time, and she was reading a, um, we got to the part where Abram went in faith to the promised land that God was going to have for him. And she, Lauren was reading a commentary, and it said, Abram made it impossible for him to return back to his old home. And so she's like, Jeff, she's like, I just feel like we're supposed to, we're just supposed to step out in faith. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's do it. So the very next day, we gave her our notice at the place we were staying. We gave the notice. I get gave the notice at my job. We had some um, missionary friends who were moving out to their own place and they needed furniture. So we gave them furniture. We started selling our furniture, everything. So I think we had like, like a tiny little coffee table thing. And that's like where we ate dinner and everything like that. Um, <laughs> And then by the end of that day, my father-in-law calls my, my wife and she's, he's like, so apparently my, I can't remember. It was one of his relatives had a house that they were selling on the market for years and it sold. And he's like, I feel like I'm supposed to give you guys the money. And it was like, boom, just like that. And what that did in the lives, man, I did not care when I went to work. I was was like, you will not believe what God did, you know? Like, and so everyone was like, Whoa. Um, and, um, and then my dad, even um, a couple months later, you know, like he was, he just was not happy at his job. And, um, and so he, he was wrestling with taking an early retirement and 
he said it was because of your guys's faith and me watching you guys walk through this. I had a conversation with the Lord where he said, who, he said, who do you trust more to provide for you, me or the state of Oregon? And he was like, man, but that was wow. because of our faith. And that's just going to happen. You guys, when you step out in faith like that. So Abby, I don't know if you well, have any stories. There's so many things I want to say about that. Yeah. One, you were a monument of his glory. Right. Right. And two, when you're going through something and you can hear the testimony of somebody else, it's so encouraging to know I can identify with this person and where they were at mm -hmm. and I see where they are. So if God is no respecter of persons, he's going to do something for me Bingo. that I can get to the other side. Bingo. So it gives you that extra boost of faith. And I just believe that, like, like you said, like I was saying earlier, the miracle is not just for you. It's for all the people that God wants to take to a deeper place of faith, right. right? And so he's using you. If you're saying yes, you're just, you were saying, yes, I'm going to listen to the Lord and I'm going to stand in faith. And what he was doing was so powerful for all the people around you that were going to witness it. Mm -hmm. And I love that uh, not it, it, our humanness does not love this, but when God waits and keeps stretching you to the very mm -hmm. last minute, it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable, but it's even, even greater glory can be revealed because he puts you in a place where you literally can't do anything but rely on God. Like you said yeah. earlier, God, if you don't come through, I'm in trouble. And so right now, yeah, that happened when I was going to Israel to get the finances for that the first time. Like that was a provision that he was testing me with, like mm -hmm. a situation like that. But there, there's a very real example in my life right now. God, if you don't come through, I'm going to look, I mean, this is like, there's no other way this will even happen unless you come through mm. a promise. I've been waiting on for three and a half years and I, you know, it's my heart's desire and God has mm. confirmed it and confirmed it and confirmed it. It's very specific. And a lot of people know about it and I'm just waiting on God's timing. And yeah. I know that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Yep. He doesn't lie. And, uh, it looks like I'm crazy, but I don't care. I'm just waiting for God. And like I get in the word and I get very encouraged by everybody and their testimonies here about how God does miraculous things. Yeah. And in great examples to you guys, like when I said, you know, he waited till the last possible minute for this miracle to come through for them, just really stretch them. Um, and for even more of his glory to be revealed. Think about Lazarus. I found this very interesting when I was studying about Lazarus, because I was going to use the two examples of Lazarus and Elijah and Lazarus. If you think about it, um, Jesus rose him from the dead. We all know that he came on the fourth day to perform this miracle in Jewish tradition. It's um, I found that they teach that a dead person's spirit remains over their body for a period of three days after death. And then it, it departs. That's what they believe. Okay. So when Jesus raised, uh, is it Jarius, Jarius's daughter and Mark, and then the, the little boy for the widow in, um, in Luke, it, it was in the uh, city of uh, Nan or whatever. Mm. Um, those were two examples of, again, Jesus raising someone from the dead. But what I found interesting is that when he did those miracles for those other two, that they were within like one to two days of that person dying. So the Pharisees, wow. people that were against him were like, oh, these people were just in a coma or they were just asleep. Like he really didn't raise someone from the dead. You know, there was ridicule. So to ensure that his resurrection power was known, he waited until the fourth day to go to Lazarus. 
when they're all freaking out, like, oh, you know, it's after day three, like his spirit is totally departed. There's no hope in this situation. And then he did the miracle. And I was like, wow, God, that is so powerful. So when you see that's his nature, like he will, he will stretch you and reveal himself powerfully if you allow him. And same thing with Elijah. Remember when he was at that show, like that showdown, if God didn't come through, like Elijah was in a situation, like all the false prophets of Baal were up there, they're chanting and they're praying to their gods. And, and Elijah goes to make this sacrifice and he puts the bull and everything on the altar. And not only does he like get ready to pray to God to call down the fire and for the Lord Almighty to be revealed and like in power, he puts water on it, you guys. Yeah, like, he's, he's like, drench it in water. <laughs> yeah, who puts water on something they're trying to catch fire to? So it's like, yeah. he. do you see how God, like, he goes even further to it looks so humanly impossible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beyond goes, beyond the deadline sometimes. A lot beyond of a deadline for, yeah. for a realistic explanation. Beyond a deadline, yes. And it's God's going to come through. If you put your hope and your trust in the Lord, he's going to come through. Yeah. And that's really what I've, I've held on to. Yeah. Is that well, my situation looks impossible by man's yeah. standards, but he said it's, it's for my glory and it's yeah. going to bring a lot of people into, into himself. Come on. Yeah. And I was, you know, I'm reading through Luke right now and, and um, specifically like the first, um, what is it? First, really the first chapter, that first chapter is pretty meaty, man. A lot happens in that first chapter. So I've been kind of just hanging out there for a while, but um, you know, I quote um, Isaiah 55, 11 a lot which is, you know, God will fulfill the word and it will fulfill the purpose for which he sent it. Um, mm -hmm. But I noticed that echoed here in um, Luke chapter one, verse 37, when Gabriel comes to Mary and he says, for no word from God will ever fail. And I have that highlighted mm -hmm. uh, just because it's like that, that, that's it. I mean, that's from we have that referenced by a prophet, the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. But then now we have Gabriel, the angel saying the exact same thing for no word from God will ever fail. And that's Lord. a promise we can stand on. And Mary's response to that was, may your word be fulfilled. That's it, you know, and, um, you know, her answer was yes. Yes. And amen. You know, amen. so. I think that's Even really if important. it looks humanly opposite, like, yeah, you know, that truth and you really hold on to that truth. It doesn't know. It doesn't matter how or when it's just going to happen. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Abby. Um, I would love for you to pray for people. We talked about a lot, but yeah, you know, however you feel led. All right. All right. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time together. I just thank you for just a time to fellowship and share yeah. and just encourage and edify everyone, your beloved Lord Jesus. I just thank you for, for this show and just the opportunity to, to speak your truth, to be able to be in the airwaves. We know that Satan is the prince of the power of the air, and you are using things like Elijah Fire, Elijah Streams to to be out there and to put your truth out there, Lord. It, it's such a time when there's such a, a, a hunger and a thirst for truth. And so, Lord, I just want to thank you and pray a blessing upon them and in their obedience. Lord, I want to pray and partner. We want to partner and just join our faith with everyone that has been contending for a miracle. Mm. And they felt the pain of 
waiting. And they felt the agony of every day, maybe just hope deferred, making their heart sick because they set expectations and timelines that you never had for them. Lord, I just want to speak to that. I just want to break off any disappointment, discouragement, heaviness that's going on, Lord. One thing that you showed me about Nisan is that the tribe of Judah is associated with it. And Judah means praise. So Lord, I pray that, that the, Jewer, the, the viewers here would, would um, rejoice and they would worship and, and they would just experience your joy, knowing that they're not waiting in vain, Lord Jesus. If you said it, it shall come to pass in your time and how you designed it to, Lord, that, that we are waiting and we are in good company. If our miracle looks impossible, we are in good company. We're seeing just from your word today that your nature, your character is to um, put us in impossible, humanly impossible situations because then your glory can be revealed. We can be monuments for your power and for your glory, Lord. I thank you for the your power. I thank you for the dunamis power that raised Jesus from the dead. That resurrection power is available to all of us right now. And I just pray that over everyone, that there would just be such a um, an overwhelming sense of encouragement and just a fierce strength that just rises up in them, knowing that they are they're just on this path and that you are ordering their steps and that you are going to um, bring them into a place where they would never even imagine. Lord, I just pray and I want to speak to somebody right now that is just waiting for a miracle in their body. Lord, I just pray that that sickness, that disease, whatever you promise them to be healed, that it would be healed in Jesus name. Lord, I pray for the prodigals, any parent out there that's that's heart is just yearning for that child to come home, to know you, to have that relationship with you. I pray for those parents whose heart is just heavy and they're wanting this to happen. Lord, I pray for that strength to come over them. I pray for the singles out there right now, Lord, that are in a situation where, or a season where they've been waiting and they've been preparing for their husband or their wife, Lord, that they can continue to wait in faith, knowing that you will not disappoint them. That if you're making them wait, that they can be prepared to receive more than you they ask, think, or imagine. Lord, I just pray for that deliverance. Whoever's stuck in an addiction right now, Lord, a small addiction, a seemingly large addiction that's affecting their lives, that they don't want to be in bondage to, Lord, I pray right now through your miracle power that that would break in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you for the month of miracles. I thank you for the redemption. I thank you for the death on the cross, but, but that you died and rose again so we can have resurrection power, the resurrection power that helps us to overcome. Lord, I just pray right now just that you would move mightily. Lord, we just partner our faith and we just receive with eager expectation everything that you're doing right now in this season, in this most holy time. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Yeah, Abby. Yes, that was great. Um, okay, how can people follow you? How can they get the books? How can they stay in the know about the latest releases? Ambitious Abby stuff. Tell them all the details. So ambitiousabby.com is the website and that's where you can subscribe to get emails. Um, I also have Ambitious Abby on Facebook, and that's where I share a lot of content as well. And then, you know, Ambitious Abby books on Instagram. So that's all the Ambitious Abby mm -hmm. um, areas that you can follow. And then I have my personal stuff, A to plug on Instagram or Abby to plug on Facebook if you want to follow me there. Awesome. Yeah. And you're also posting a lot of pictures of you at the schools and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. A lot of cool, a lot, lot of fun. A lot of fun. 
Well, Abby, thank you so much. We get to hang out in Israel in less than a month. I, I cannot wait. I'm oh, running yeah. down the day. Yes, it's going to be great. So everybody have a blessed Thursday. Tune in tomorrow. We've got Troy Black back. We're going to be talking about prophecy, all kinds of good stuff. So that's going to be at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. ElijahFire.com slash donate is how you donate. That keeps us afloat at five days a week. Also, we take a portion of every donation and we funnel it into the water well efforts. You guys are changing lives because your donations. So God bless you guys. Amen. And we will see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Troy Black. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.